1: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Blinds. As always, it's Kelly Williams.
0: And Troy McKeady.
1: And this week, we have some news. It's exciting news. news. It's big Big, news. Big news. There are going to be some changes to the podcast, but not really. (laughs) Yeah. We signed with Cloud10, who are partners with iHeart. Um, So the only real change that you'll see is there will be ads, but... Um, we still have our Patreon episodes, still a public episode every week. Um, but yeah, they—it was the best deal we've ever been offered.
0: Yeah, and we were lucky enough to partner with someone who doesn't want to change our show because that was like a big, a big thing for us. Was that they let us still do our Patreon episodes? They're letting us talk about whatever we want and pretty much nothing we basically didn't want anything for our audience to like change
1: right so
0: everything stays the same except like kelly said we'll be doing ads and you know i'm sure that we'll find a a way to make these ads very ridiculous and silly as well
1: and as much as we want you to listen to them there's always that 15 second skip button
0: (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly it's there for a reason
1: and as you can see this week we are talking about mr kevin hart um But unfortunately, he didn't have a ton of blind items. So luckily, I guess there's a lot of pop culture that happened this week. And if you're not here for a pop culture talk, which I know some of you are not, uh, check out the description. There is a timestamp of when blind items start. But yeah, pop culture wise, I wanted to talk about Kelsey Ballerini a little bit. Troy, do you know much about her at all?
0: No, not at all.
1: (laughs) That's okay. Um... (laughs) Her new album just came out. I I love it. It gives me, I'm not going to say she's like Shania because I don't want to upset people, but it gives me those like late 90s pop country vibes. Okay. So it's a very fun album, but I know you'll like this. She does shade your favorite girl Halsey on it.
0: Okay, cool. She, Why?
1: We don't know. No one has like figured it out, but she was basically like, if I had known, known I'd never speak to this person anymore, I would have never asked her to be on a track with me.
0: Oh, interesting. Right. That's so random.
1: I know. And I've been looking on Reddit. No one can really figure out what happened. I know Dumois posted about it. And they basically said Halsey has issues with everyone, which.
0: Yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I think that it's, it's always really telling like, when a lot of celebrities don't have a problem talking shit about someone it's usually because they know that people have problems with them and people talk sh- i mean like celebrities will just straight up talk shit about Halsey
1: yeah that's a good point i know on the episode i really stuck up for her but i after some deep reflection i realized i mostly just like their music right rather yeah than... that's so
0: such a weird um connection those two though like what
1: So there's another rumor going around. I don't know if I believe it. It's alleged, you know, that's our favorite word to use on this podcast, that Kelsey's, I think someone said, dipping her toe in the lady pond. Okay. So they don't know if maybe something happened between them, but I know she's been hanging out with the artist Fletcher a lot, and she's also been spotted at Lipstick Lounge in Nashville, which is a lesbian bar. She's been spotted there a few times. So... There are a lot of, like, theories going around.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, it has to either be some kind of, like, hookup thing or, like, an industry behind-the-scenes, you know, contract kind of shit that we may never know.
1: Right. And also, Kelsey's getting out of the marriage, so everyone's like, oh, now she's going to date women. I'm like, listen, I would love it, but I don't know if I believe it.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. So, we also got a lot of requests to talk about. Obviously, the Kardashians premiered this well, I guess it would have been last week. Um, whatever, it just premiered. And uh, the episode like focused really intensely on Chloe. And, you know, people, I've seen a lot of people like debating back and forth on like, if we should feel bad for Chloe or if we shouldn't. And obviously, you know, us hosting this show, it's like hard to view things the way other people view them because we know things that whether we want to know them or not, we do. Um, and we obviously have done a Chloe episode on this podcast. I highly suggest it if you haven't listened.
1: It's our most listened to episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, people love the Chloe of it all. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Did you watch the premiere?
1: No, but I saw clips on Twitter.
0: It was, I'm going to be honest, those Kardashians always get me. You guys know <laughs> that. I'll talk shit, but they get me. And the episode I thought was actually really good. Um, I, you know, I still have a weird sympathy for Chloe because she's Chloe. You know what I mean? Like, I will always have some space in my heart for Chloe, even though I make fun of her. I, I still feel really bad for her. It's a, a horrible situation.
1: I don't know. It is it is really hard for me to have sympathy because she got with Tristan when another one was pregnant with his baby. Right. Um, but but yeah I mean it's so shitty that she just continues to be dealt such a shitty hand but I think what most people are like they're like well what about Jordan have you apologized to her yet because clearly she wasn't Mm -hmm. the only one I go back and forth because I try and have a heart but I also don't think the Kardashians have hearts see that's the
0: thing that makes it so hard is like Chloe will be so especially especially her like She'll be so vulnerable and open and honest about like her emotions and stuff, but she never goes that step for that st- like next step to be like. Also, by the way, I did this wrong, and like, she always talks about like the mean comments and like the hateful stuff that people say, which they do say horrible uh-huh. shit about her, but like they also bring up really really valid points about you and your fucking sisters, and somehow they always miss that. Yeah, You know, they always miss those critiques that are, like, valid, like, that people should be upset about, you know? Like, I think it's okay for people to be sad for you, but also hold you accountable for, like, doing horrendously shitty things to people, you know? Like, both of those things should be true, but they don't let that happen because they don't take any accountability.
1: That's a really good way of putting it. Because- you know? If Chloe was to be like, yeah, I fucked up with how I went after Jordan or whatever, that would kind of squash it, I think.
0: A 1000%. And I think it would allow people to really fully just feel bad for this horrible thing she's going through, you know, like, at the end of the day, like, she's a woman who had both of her pregnancies kind of taken from her you know she wasn't able to like just have her baby in the way that you would hope and it's fucked but also like I said she's a she's an asshole so it's hard
1: yeah it's sure. tough the scene that I saw was really sad I will mm-hmm. say like her holding her son and in the hospital bed and all of that like she's already going through so many emotions mm-hmm. yeah it is sad yeah But like you said, if they just took any accountability for fucking anything.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And I know, um, you know, Kylie is like having like a TikTok moment because it feels like at the, for whatever reason right now, everybody on TikTok, it's like a viral thing to make fun of Kylie trying to be relatable. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like her doing her closet, get ready with me's and stuff and being like, hey guys, help me pick out." Shoes. It's like it's just like not giving what it gave a couple years ago. And I think people are just getting really sick of her in a weird way, like I've never seen. Um, and yeah, like I don't know. It's just it feels like things are changing. And you had said that a few weeks ago.
1: I know. I wonder if it's finally truly happening. And I also think with Kim allegedly taking out her implants and looking so like real thin again. People are kind of like, no, no, no. We've moved past that look. We cannot have Mm -hmm. another early 2000s. You know, everyone was like, so thin, like paper thin. We can't do that Mm -hmm. again.
0: Yeah, we're doing, we're having another thin moment, but thin and like pumped, like having a big fake ass and shit, like having like basically like a head to toe, surgically enhanced body. That's like completely unattainable if you're like a human person, like only a doctor could give you this very specific shape. But I think that, you know, the Kardashians are smart and they know that they have to like remain unattainable in a way they have to be like, it's going to be something for people to like strive for, to like buy their shit. And everybody has BBLs now. Everybody looks like them now. So now they've got to switch it up, you know, and like choose a different body type.
1: I never thought of that.
0: Everybody looks like them on Instagram now, you know? Yeah. They're like, well, we got to do something.
1: Wow. Okay. I did see NT on Crazy Days and Nights. He said that Pete's management didn't sign rights for him to be in the show. Do you know if that's true or not?
0: I don't know if that's true, but it would make sense. I feel like they would have put him in.
1: Yeah. He was but in, in the even... promo.
0: Yeah. He wasn't on the the preview for like this season on during the episode, which I thought was weird because they would milk that shit, you know?
1: For sure. Maybe the breakup was way worse than we knew, even though it was fake. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Or maybe he wasn't it. I'm sure somebody is like, no, he wasn't it for one second. Maybe he was <laughs> in it. I don't know. I didn't see him. You uh, didn't you didn't spot Pete? <laughs> I did not spot Pete and his sunken in eyes. I didn't see.
1: Not as sunken in eyes. (laughs) Now, this is something I saw on TikTok. The TikTok is very small. Last time I saw it, only had like 2,000 views or something, but it's from Derek Lovato and Lovato is spelled the same as Demi. But he was interviewing Jessica Simpson was at a signing or something. And he was asking her, what song are you going to perform when you go back on tour? And she kind of hesitated. Then she's like, Next week, the next two weeks, I have a big announcement that I think everyone's going to be happy about. Your face right now.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Is Jessica returning to music?
1: I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's like a greatest hits album or if she's making a comeback. She she just hinted that her fans were going to be very happy with an announcement in the next few weeks.
0: Wow. I mean, I would love if Jessica put out new music. I'm wondering how receptive people would be to it because she hasn't had hit music in a very long time. But fuck, it must be really hard for her not to be able to, not that she can't sing anymore, but like, I'm sure she's wanted to sing a lot in the past decade. But like when the demand isn't there or whatever for you to like do the thing that you want to do and you have to pivot, that must be really hard. You know,
1: but the way I think of it with Jessica Simpson she I mean, she has her shoe line. she has a um apparel line. She had that book that was so well received. I mm-hmm. give her a lot of credit for still even being famous,
0: yeah. And the most successful out of all the girls
1: is she oh, she's a billionaire, right, or close? yeah,
0: out of her like graduating class, you know, I mean, Christina, Brittany jessica's killing it
1: that's so true
0: listen if that's true and jessica simpson is planning on doing music you guys please support it please download jessica simpson's music and show her that we care
1: please if you don't do it for yourself do it for troy
0: please uh, just as a just to let her know that we care still
1: and maybe ashley will follow
0: oh my god oh don't do, don't do that do let's not do that <laughs>
1: So did you get to listen to the call her daddy with Hailey Bieber?
0: Only clips.
1: What did you think of the clips that you heard?
0: Listen, I am, (laughs) (laughs) I'm already not like a Hayley Bieber fan. Not that I have anything against her, but I just like, there's nothing there for me. Like, even when I try really, really hard to find her interesting, I'm just, it's like, it's really difficult for me. Um, she just is not giving for me.
1: <laughs> like
0: nothing there.
1: I mean, that's a totally fair thing to say. I yeah. totally get it. I listened and watched the whole thing. Okay. Um, I don't dislike Alex Cooper. I don't think Alex Cooper is like a bad interviewer. I know she gets a lot of hate. I don't think she's like mm-hmm. Barbara Walters, but she has a sex podcast. Of course, she's not fucking Oprah, yeah. you know? Right. But it was so obvious how Haley's team sent these questions in because there was no follow up. Right. Like. Alex was asking her, you know, I know paparazzi followed you here and all this stuff. And Haley's like, sometimes I, she goes, sometimes I think about getting out of my car and hitting their car with a bat or something that that is what Haley bieber said and then um alex just goes so how do you deal with online trolls like instead of any oh my
0: god i can't oh i can't and what was the point of that interview
1: i think the point is selena gomez is about to release a documentary on apple tv and i think they wanted to try and get ahead of it a little bit
0: right because Because they Yeah, yeah 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 totally
1: And listening to that interview, I didn't learn anything new about Haley Bieber other than the first time she got drunk, she was 16, and then the next day, she went to church because she felt bad about getting drunk.
0: Like, what are we worshipping? She is literally the most uninteresting uh, nepotism baby of all of them. She is so boring.
1: Well, I was getting frustrated. Because obviously you don't interview Hayley Bieber without her team getting the questions first. Right. The whole thing was about Justin and a lot of Selena, but they never said Selena's name. They only referred to her as his ex or just simply she or her. Never Selena.
0: That's interesting. I guess I can kind of see that because maybe they thought like that would end up being like the the clickbait headline but it was like whatever was. sentence but it's yeah you're not gonna avoid that
1: no because Haley said the whole point she's like I just don't want people to think I'm a home wrecker. I'm like girl nobody fucking cares anymore really I don't right. I don't think
0: yeah nope that's not like a topic of conversation really
1: And it was so weird. Do you remember when Justin and Selena got back together for like that millisecond before he ended up being engaged and marrying Haley? Yeah. They even brought that up and she was like, no, there was nothing like sexual between them during that time. They were just working something out so Justin could be with me or whatever. I was like, why, what is, I, I would rather know your skincare routine and I don't even give a fuck about your skincare routine.
0: Yeah, like, at this moment, we barely even care about Justin. Mm. Like, girl, your man can't even fill up an arena. Yeah. Like, nobody, I mean, you know, again, maybe people do care. Maybe there's a lot of people that are, like, still very invested in that. It was a big deal, you know. I don't see it being written about as much as I used to, but, like, I'm just like, why are we here?
1: Yeah, and then Alex, of course, asked the question. Do you wish that she would tell her fans to, like, leave you alone?
0: Oh, God.
1: It's a bad fucking interview that didn't save anyone. Like, it's just bad.
0: What did she say to that?
1: Um, well, she's been in the industry for a really long time, so maybe she knows nothing will change either way.
0: Oh, God. I can't. I can't do it. I can't.
1: It's... Yeah, I learned nothing new about Hailey Bieber other than the one thing I already said.
0: I'm glad that I, I knew that I was, I was like, I just know that I'm not going to, like, this is a waste of time. And obviously, Alex is, like, very down to, you know, stick to what the camp wants them to talk about, you know? She's proven that.
1: And I can't blame her.
0: Yeah, I get that.
1: When you get, like, a billion dollar deal from Spotify, you're going to stick to the script.
0: Yeah, no, I get that. I understand that.
1: Oh, and they also asked about her sex life with Justin. Because, again, I mean, Call Her Daddy at the end of the day is a sex podcast. And Mm. Haley was like, I'm so nervous. And she kept curling up in her chair. And, like, and then I think Alex was like, would you rather be eaten out or fingered by Justin? And she was like, usually it's both, right?
0: (laughs) Oh, Jesus.
1: then alex asked like favorite position and i'm glad i can give everybody cliff notes so you don't need to sit through this yeah Haley said doggy style um and then there was one more about how like she turns justin on and she was like honestly when we're just in like deep conversation that's what gets him going i'm like yeah
0: oh my god really really girl i can't that's what gets him going I beg to differ I've read different but that's just me
1: <laughs> so yeah so that is basically the Haley Bieber episode summed up even when Alex was like if you could switch closets with one of your closest friends who would you switch with and she's like I don't know we all have such different styles just say Bella Hadid just say, fucking
0: Bella. say Bella or Kendall or something so that we can just move the fuck on girl <laughs> And I, I will say that that clip of her putting those two dabs of concealer on her face on TikTok makes me laugh every single fucking time I see it. Like, I that makes me belly laugh every time I see it. And people recreating it, please keep doing it. It's so funny.
1: And, and I'm not a Haley hater, you know? I've always thought she was just kind of, I've always kind of felt bad for her because I assume Justin's mean to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, watching that, I was just kind of like, Girl, I know nothing about you still.
0: Like, we're bored. Yeah. You gave us nothing and left every crumb on the plate, mama. We are bored and hungry. <laughs> um, Speaking of that documentary coming out and them trying to get ahead of it, I am very excited for Selena Gomez's documentary. Very excited. Um, And I think that this is going to be like one of the most major things to happen in her career. I really believe that.
1: You used to not be a Selena girl, right?
0: No, not at all. I mean, I just, I would say that I had a dislike for her. Like I used to really not care for her. Um, And I still don't even really know how I feel about her. Like, I I think I've come to realize that it's more so just that her career confuses me. That's fair. (laughs) Like when she ends up on the most listened to artists at the end of the year on Spotify, I'm like, what's going like I glitch I'm like what's happening
1: do you remember I said that at a live show and someone was like she's my most played artist I was like I'm sorry yeah
0: (laughs) sorry to this woman (laughs) uh (laughs) but I think that this is gonna be quite possibly like a page turner in her career maybe like a new chapter and um it's I'm just really excited I know that they've been filming it for like how many years like five
1: I don't know anything about it, to be totally honest. Oh, okay, so
0: they've been filming this documentary. I think for I want to say five years, but I could be wrong. I actually think it may be more. Um, so they've been filming her every day for the however many years, and it's being directed by I think I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck up his last name, Alec. Kishian, I believe is how it's pronounced. Um, he directed Madonna's Truth or Dare, and. I mean, if you've ever seen Truth or Dare, like, you know that basically is the first celebrity documentary. And every documentary about... Every celebrity documentary to come after Truth or Dare has taken from Truth or Dare. Like, it is the blueprint. And that was, like, such a moment for Madonna. Changed her entire career. Changed film. Changed everything. So the fact that he's involved, like... And that that documentary was like supposed to show Madonna in a different light, and like it really opened her up to the world and like changed her relationship to her fans and to the media. And I mean, I think that this is gonna be such a big moment for Selena Gomez. I really do. Like, do
1: you, do you I, think it'll be honest though?
0: Yeah, I do. I really do.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah, because this this guy is much more of like a. There's no real like agenda in the stuff that he makes. He just okay. films and he's like I said he's been with her for years like filming everything these breakups like all he's been filming all of it
1: so it makes a lot of sense with the timing of the Haley Bieber yeah all daddy yeah wow okay
0: and, so I'm just excited for her I really hope it's like major and I hope that it lives up to like how much I'm hyping it up but I think it will I think it'll be cool
1: yeah, I weirdly have a soft spot for Selena.
0: Yeah, I do too now. I used to not, but now I do. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Speaking of documentaries, on Netflix, have you watched The Bling Ring yet?
0: No, I'm waiting to watch it because I have to take notes on it.
1: I will say, the first episode, I was kind of like, this is kind of lame. Like, we, we lived it. You know, I remember this mm-hmm. happening in real time. By the end... I'm like, everyone in this is fucking crazy. Yeah. All of them have different stories of what truly happened. You know, my girl, Alexis Nyers. Um, I'm like, girl, like, come on. Because <laughs> she was only involved in one break in. Mm-hmm. But the whole time she's like, I don't know why I was the face of the bling ring. She keeps repeating it. And I'm like, well, you're a reality star during the time. So that's why you also right. sold your story to Sophia Coppola. Coppola right for like a six-figure settlement you also like have a podcast and talk about like I get why and you're also beautiful I get right. why you're the face
0: yeah of course you're gonna. they're not the person who didn't do a show in a book in a million interviews is not the face yeah you're the face like girl come on
1: and it's <laughs> it's so insane because then Nick who was also in, he was like kind of the mastermind, him and the girl, Rachel, who I Mm -hmm. want to know everything about. I need more about her. But then Nick's like, then I was getting mad that she was more famous than me when I'm the one who figured everything out and how to rob people. And I'm like, this is the most fucked up little like story
0: ever. Oh my God. I was really sad. I thought that Tess was going to be in it for some reason. Mm -hmm. Um, But she's so anti, which I get, you know, she's like, sober she lives a totally different life she's like a mommy blogger like you know she bakes bread every day like she's like in another world
1: and throughout the documentary it keeps saying like at the beginning that all their stories are contradicting um in that in the first episode i believe nick says that he met alexis and alexis thought he was like a promoter or something like that and tess made a statement to the documentary being like Alexis knew exactly who Nick was. Yeah.
0: That's why Tess needs to fucking be there. Like, I would love to because she's the least vocal. She doesn't talk about this shit at all. And it would just be so cool to hear her perspective because she's so removed from like Hollywood and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like Alexis is still in it, kinda, you know, she still has like a um like an a presence in entertainment. She is like sure. stuff to lose whereas Tess doesn't give a fuck and she's nothing to lose and doesn't want to be in this world. So it would just be really cool to hear her talk about it. Um I was really excited to see that Andrea was in it though, <laughs> her mom.
1: And I guess I don't remember pretty wild that much, but I forgot how insane that mom was and still is. Everything.
0: She is she was my reason to watch the show. I was obsessed. <laughs> with Andrea oh. like upset. I saw the clip of her explaining um their religion which was interesting cuz the show tried to make it make it seem like they their religion was the book the secret to make them look yeah. like dumb you know so like It looked like she was teaching these teenage girls out of one of Oprah's book club books, like as their whole school. (laughs) But I saw her being like, the book, the secret is based on the teachings.
1: (laughs) It's so insane to watch them like try and lie as they're telling the story and like the mental gymnastics of being like, oh no, 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 no. That's not what happened. Right.
0: Right. Yeah, because they all want to be famous for it, but they don't want to be accountable.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. And the only two that were interviewed, I don't know Alexis's little sister's name. She was in it. Alexis and then Nick. So no one else really, no one else in the bling ring did it.
0: Wow. And I remember them talking about that all of them, including Andrea, they were all doing drugs together in that house.
1: Yeah. Again, I feel like I need to rewatch Pretty Wild because I don't really remember much of it.
0: You should. It's. I mean, it's one season. They're all like 20 minutes.
1: Yeah, I'll fly you know? through that.
0: It's like, and you can't stop. You know, once you start, it's like, it's impossible to not watch the whole season. I don't think I've ever watched like one episode. I've only ever done the whole thing.
1: I love <laughs> that.
0: It's so riveting it's just so good cuz i don't know if you remember they didn't like the timing of that show the producers didn't know that that stuff was like happening
1: so they talk about it in the documentary they i don't do. want to i don't want to ruin it for you but the producers are fucking evil yeah like watching them smile as they're talking about the fact alexis was hooked on heroin and they, like, yeah. planted pills for Andrea to find and be like, you're on drugs with a giant smile on their face because it was great TV. I'm like, what the? I get it's great wow. TV, but also, like, you have to be heartless to be a reality TV producer.
0: You really do. You you really do have to be, like, soulless. Yeah. Well, now I can't wait. I'm, I mean, I'm excited to watch it anyway, but now I'm really excited.
1: It's really, really good. I do have to say our girl Cara Delavine was looking healthy at Fashion Week in Paris. Um, I know we, we've we talked about how we joke about her and stuff, but I do genuinely like want her to be healthy and well and, and all of that.
0: Me too, I feel really sad for her. I was talking to somebody actually, like we were DMing about her um, earlier today. And I was just saying that I feel like she got so famous randomly, you know? And that must have really had an effect on her because she got, like, very, very famous, like, in the past year.
1: Yeah, and I think someone DM'd us saying that her family's not, like, super kind to her. Mm -hmm. And they kind of, like, pick on her and make... I don't know if that's true or not. But I'm kind of like, well, that makes me sad, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, from what I've read, she's kind of, like an embarrassment to the family
1: yeah and and it's crazy because you never hear about her being like mean or rude or anything mm-hmm. like that it's just she has an alleged addiction issue and that doesn't make her a bad person yeah. it just makes her human
0: no yeah we're rooting for you all right Delevingne we love as the it. princess of this podcast we are rooting for you so one thing we also wanted to talk about obviously um was Rihanna Rihanna is headlining the humor roll. and I'm like I can't believe it I'm in shock what did you think when you heard
1: I couldn't believe it I thought I was being punked um but I'm so excited I've been listening to her Spotify radio or whatever all she has is hits yeah she has so many hits but if she plays Breaking Dishes I will lose my mind (laughs)
0: <laughs> me and jesse made like a a of uh what are like our dream set list
1: oh what was yours <laughs> how many songs Well, you say you are the to <laughs> thing well i was like i figured this would it
0: would obviously be like a medley right because like you said she has so many hits like she is literally every song she's ever released has been like a hit single
1: mm-hmm. so i
0: i'm guessing it would have to be like a medley moment and you know it would be like broken up into like the first part being like Panda replay and stuff and you know uh selfishly i would love to hear um if it's loving that you want that's not gonna happen but i would love it <laughs> you know like baby girl riri and then the middle section of course i think would be like loud riri like red hair also like um fingerless gloves riri you know rock star riri breaking dishes like you said uh shut up and drive like you know <laughs> and then i guess the third act would be cool girl riri so like auntie and all that stuff but it's so hard she has so many fucking songs She has so many
1: hits if you could make a playlist of say seven songs i know they get a whole half hour i just wrote mine as you were talking okay and this is not This is just like songs I love that I would love to hear. Okay. So I think she has to do Umbrella. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear Desperado. Okay. My favorite Rihanna song is Firebomb. I would love to hear Firebomb. Rehab. Breaking Dishes. Talk That Talk in four or five seconds. Because if she brought out Sir Paul McCartney, everyone would lose their fucking mind.
0: Oh my God. That would be crazy. If she brought out him and, and Kanye and like didn't tell anyone. Or Jay-Z. Yeah, that would be
1: nuts. I know. Oh I, like,
0: I would. I mean, I'm gonna cry.
1: Oh yeah. I'm a, like, I'm a huge Rihanna fan. Like, yeah. I know I talk about how much I love Taylor Swift and Kelly Clarkson, but Rihanna's like right up there.
0: She's the one. Like I mean, Rihanna really is, like, the one. When you look Mm -hmm. at her discography and you see how many hits she's released and, like, back to back to back to back to back, just, like, hit, 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 hit. Like, none of her songs don't chart.
1: I remember, I believe it was Chris Martin said, if you want a hit song, put Rihanna on it. Yeah. That's simple. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I believe on Auntie, the opening song consideration is literally just about her making every song good. (laughs) <laughs> and, and how like the industry like the producers of songs and like her label won't listen to her ideas but then it's like you put me on all these songs and I make them fucking hits like fuck you you know she's a, she's but I did want to say so obviously a lot of people brought up her voice oh yeah and the you know the blind item story about Rihanna being that she's lost her voice and these blind item websites have been talking about her being voiceless allegedly for years and I mean, we haven't heard her open her mouth yet, so we don't know what is true or not true. But obviously, I've always prayed to God that that wasn't real, you know? So hopefully, I don't know if maybe she's been rehabbing her voice. She's been like, maybe it was never true. I don't know, but I only want good vibes and good energy.
1: And I always say, especially at like Super Bowls, you have a backtrack, you need right. one because the stadium in like the the way it's filmed it's a little delayed and stuff
0: right exactly
1: oh i hope it's not true though i will say
0: girl oh god i pray to god it's not true judy was boring hello then judy discovered jumbacasino.com
1: it's my little escape
0: now judy's the life of the party
1: oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon
0: whoa take it easy judy The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: So Hocus Pocus 2 is coming out. Are you excited?
0: I'm so excited. I could cry. I'm so excited. It's like so nostalgic and fun.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: I can't wait. I, like, want to go full high horror drag and go to the theater and see it. Do it.
1: <laughs> and post a picture on our story.
0: Of me in, like, full prosthetics at the theater alone.
1: <laughs> just here for fun. Don't mind me. Yeah. One, please. Thank you. <laughs> you viled the whole theater. You're like, actually, this is
0: just <laughs> me and Nicole Kidman in the theater together. <laughs> And then we also, of course, wanted to bring up uh, the thing that everybody is talking about, the Try Guys. Who would have ever thought? It's like 2013 again.
1: I have no idea who these men are. When I saw them all over Twitter, I was like, okay, I'll bite. And then uh, Liz Bentley just like kind of educated me on them. And I have a theory that all men with some kind of fame cheat until proven otherwise.
0: It's just, you never expect when these things are going to happen. Like you just, it's the most random. I could not think of a more random person than Ned from the Try Guys being all over my phone. Like, but so I used to be a big Try Guys girl because I loved BuzzFeed. Like I was one of those people.
1: Can we talk about BuzzFeed for a quick second? Sure. So we both know someone who used to work there.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: the story she used to tell me about BuzzFeed made my like jaw drop because I feel like when I was in my early 20s, that was like the dream place to work. Yes. And learning about how terrible they are to their employees. um, I saw a tweet trigger warning um, that it's alleged that they actually fed employees dog meat once in like a some sort, You know how they used to have those weird, like, try this weird food, and, mm-hmm. and allegedly it was dog meat. I don't know if that's 100% true, but I almost want to do a BuzzFeed episode for this podcast where we just go through Reddit and pull, like, how terrible it is there.
0: I would love, I would be obsessed because I could talk about BuzzFeed for 20 hours.
1: Tell us if you guys are interested in that because I'm 100% down.
0: Yeah, I just it's it's crazy because specifically with the try guys they were one of the only so they came about during that time when buzzfeed was really really like marketing and branding people as like personalities
1: was that like matt Belisai i remember he used to drink like a bottle of wine and talk shit yes okay
0: like they had like those shows on buzzfeed like on their videos that like took off for whatever reason. And the Try Guys, I think, was, like, their most popular thing. I think it was, like, the thing that really became, like, so big that they went on tour.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And they went on, like, a nationwide tour that, like, sold out all over the fucking world of them just, like, doing dumb shit on stage. And then I remember when they left um BuzzFeed, it was a huge deal because everybody was, like, how are they, I mean, they are the only thing that people watch now on this, like whatever. And then they started their own, like they started like the Try Guys, I guess they got the the rights to the name and started their own company as like the Try Guys through like from Buzzfeed. And the irony was that Ned was always like the family Try Guy. Like he's the married one. He's the one that always talks about being married. He always talks about his wife and his baby and you know he was like the married try guy like truly rubbing his relationship in people's faces so it makes it much worse that he was the cheating one
1: kind of sounds like john mulaney doesn't it
0: <laughs> and i'm also like grossly sexually attracted to ned so it's a real blow not that i'm like watching try guy videos anymore but <laughs> you know it's a real blow that he will no longer see ned ever
1: yeah, I guess looking at them, I was just like, I have never seen these men before. In my life.
0: That's a wild.
1: I knew the tall one with the black hair, mm-hmm. because I remember I saw him once and I was like, oh, he frightens me like he's scary to me. And that was kind of my only thought. But yeah, I really want to do a working at BuzzFeed because again, BuzzFeed was like a dream job for a lot of people
0: yeah that was like the millennial I mean BuzzFeed was like our like ticket you know if like if you can get a job doing content for BuzzFeed like you will make it and little did we know and it's also shitty too when you think about the fact that a lot of those people like made content that really changed the internet like
1: yeah really had a huge
0: impact on the way we look at Websites and the way we use social media, and none of those people got any credit for anything they created.
1: No, I actually took some screenshots of um, BuzzFeed employees on Twitter. So Matt Balasai tweeted, It's worth noting that everybody who worked at BuzzFeed between 2013 and 2016 is deeply cursed. Sam Stryker tweeted, You have to understand working at BuzzFeed from 2014 to 2017 was like being part of the suicide squad. And then Sam Stryker continued, if you had five free minutes, you would get pulled into a video to try deer penis for the first time. Hillary Duff glitter bombing you in the office, going undercover to nail a Hollywood predator because you were the only twink in the office. One time, Selma Hyatt crashed a meeting I was running. I interviewed a deer, the dress, the watermelon. We also had a coworker who was so crazy, he ended up live streaming the January 6th insurrection a few years after leaving the company so yeah it just sounds like working at buzzfeed and again we know someone who did work there and she had terrible things to say about it i mean Mm -hmm. i would love to do like a buzzfeed barstool episode even though barstool frat boys would stab us
0: they would literally put our heads on sticks
1: they'd be like and "And you're gay
0: yeah they would like (laughs) pee on us
1: so yeah, tell us if you want a BuzzFeed episode.
0: Yeah, honestly, I would be totally down for that.
1: And then, of course, the the North Star of this podcast, Hayden Penetier, is making a comeback. She was just on Red Table Talk. I watched that as well, and it it was very much like the People Magazine interview.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it was very y- safe, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But how much can Hayden say?
0: That's the thing. She must, I mean, her ties are so intense, you know, the people that she's tied to. And I guess also for a lot of people, this is like brand new info.
1: Yeah, that's
0: very true. You know, she can't come in too hot. Like, as fucked up as this sounds to say, and I'm not saying it to be mean, I'm just saying it's just honest. It's like, when you think about how this usually goes, these celebrities, when they come out and talk about stuff that they've been through, um, I hate to use the phrase, like, milk it. Mm -hmm. But, like, we're going to be hearing about this, and she's probably going to be doing interviews like this for, like, a long time, right? There's probably going to be a book at some point.
1: Oh, my God, don't get me excited.
0: You know what I mean? Like, this is going to be... It's a slow burn, so I bet... We'll hear more and more, and eventually maybe she'll get, like, comfortable talking about, like, the deep stuff. Yeah. But I bet it's going to be really shallow for a while, you know?
1: I will say during that interview, she said how her daughter lives, in, lives with Vladimir now, mm-hmm. but how she didn't, like, realize that her daughter wasn't coming back to the United States. She was, like, once she was in the Ukraine, she never came back. Oh my Which Lord. was the first time I ever heard her say that. Yeah. That she was like, she was out of it. Or Hayden kept saying she was very out of it, but she wasn't a bad mom. She never put her daughter in danger. And she talked about how Vladimir doesn't really understand like emotions or, or he's kind of like numb to it or, or whatever is going on in his head. Mm-hmm. But when she was going through postpartum, He was very much like, get over it. Feel better. Why aren't you feeling better? Mm -hmm. Because he couldn't understand it. And then when she was in and out of rehab and stuff, he just decided Kaya should live in Ukraine. And Hayden has to travel there to see her. She's never been back to the United States since she left.
0: Holy shit. Yeah. That's wild. And that's got to be really intense as a mom to admit. Like, you know, you don't have your kid.
1: Yeah, and obviously her relationship with her ex, I forget his name, was it Brian? I forget his name. I know we did a whole episode on her. Um, no. But I wonder if she'll ever really talk about that relationship because it was so public. I mean, she just got kicked in the face in a parking lot a few months ago.
0: Right. She's going to write a book, I'm telling you. Like, in like a year after she's done a million interviews and sort of rebranded i bet you she will announce a book or something you know i hope so it'd be amazing i hope she fucking outs everybody you know what i mean i hope that she just like rip roars through fucking hollywood
1: (laughs) and just one last thing about the red table talk she actually brought up how in the show nashville they wrote her real life into it like her her character had a drinking problem. Hayden had a drinking problem. Her character got pregnant. Hayden got pregnant, or was pregnant at the time. And then, of course, the postpartum that was written into it, it's because Hayden had postpartum. I'm like, that must fuck with your head to some degree.
0: That is crazy. Oh, that's so sad. That's, like, really sad.
1: It's, like, evil, right?
0: Yeah, it's very evil.
1: Yeah. I would love it if she wrote a book now you put that in my head
0: I think it'll happen like if history has told us anything about when a celebrity opens up like it's usually you know it's usually a way to rebrand and like become um like insurable and like bankable again you know like she's gonna be in scream like yeah she's like going to have like a big moment you know
1: yeah, and and I know a lot of people talk about how her speech is different now than it used to be. But I can only imagine if she was doing as many drugs as she said she was, that has to affect your brain for somehow.
0: Sure. 1,000%, yeah, especially pills.
1: Yeah. And she, you know, she went to rehab for eight months. So I really hope, I really hope this is another Hayden renaissance. I think you and I have had this conversation. I don't think Lindsay Lohan deserves 75 comebacks <laughs> compared to like yeah and amanda and hayden you know
0: yeah if hayden can't get a couple
1: yeah let's give hayden a handful come on at least one
0: yeah one good big giant one
1: yeah for sure and at least
0: she has a big movie to back up her comeback it's not like an ad for e-harmony or something no shade to Lindsay. i love her <laughs> but And I
1: do have to say, I've never really watched the Red Table Talk, but I thought Jada, and I don't know her mom's name, I thought they did, like, a great job of being compassionate. And I know they, Jada gets so much shit, but I was like, she's actually really compassionate and, like, listened. I don't know.
0: I like Red Table Talk. I like it. If you watch them, if you watch all of them, they become a little repetitive in the way that, her style of interviewing. But I think that she's actually a really good interviewer. All of them, I think her, Willow, and her mom are great together. I really do.
1: Well, Kelly Osborne was there, not Willow.
0: Why? Okay.
1: I don't know. I, I guess her and Hayden are friends. So I don't know if maybe oh, okay. that was why. Maybe Willow couldn't do I don't know. But when I saw Kelly Osborne, I was like, why is she here? She's okay. also pregnant. Did you know that?
0: No, I didn't know that.
1: Me either. I was like, okay, Kelly Osborne. Interesting. All right, guys. Well, that was pop culture. Um, Now we have Kevin Hart, who, again, is one of our more requested guys for sure. But his blind item life Mm -hmm. isn't super long. Obviously, there's going to be a lot to talk about with his, I guess, almost downfall. But what are your Kevin Hart thoughts, Troy?
0: I've never really been a fan of Kevin Hart's comedy. Um, my mom is obsessed with him. Okay. She watches, like, every project he puts out. Like, his his TV show, his documentaries. Like, she's obsessed. So I always know what's going on and, like, she'll tell me, like, no, this is something that you need to see, blah, blah, blah. Like, because usually I'm, like, I'm not watching one of Kevin Hart's fucking movies where he's walking around screaming and shit. Like, I don't care. I'm not doing it. Um, Yeah, I've just never really been a big fan. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I I'm I don't think he's funny really. Like, uh, I think he's a decent host, but even that, I'm like, I get really irritated really quickly with Kevin Hart and his like like little man humor. It's like we get it, you're short and you're loud, like we get it.
1: <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> what about I you? Used, I used to be a big Kevin Hart fan. Um, I really liked his first stand-up special, but I liked him a lot on Chelsea Handler's Roundtable for Chelsea lately. I thought he was super funny there. I don't watch his movies, so I can't say anything negative mm-hmm. or positive about that. But I do remember after he got divorced, and I was kind of like, oh, like people get divorced, I get it, whatever. And then his mm-hmm. next stand-up was all about like him at the club trying to hook up with girls and I was
0: Mm
1: -hmm. for me I was almost like no 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 that's too quick that's too quick of a pivot because we all know you too like this isn't funny you went from being like a funny family man to being like yeah you know I sit at the club and kick my feet because my feet don't touch the ground I'm trying to fuck all I'm like whoa 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 um but yeah he he annoys the shit out of me now and He had maybe a Netflix documentary that came out. That was a couple episodes. I don't remember Mm -hmm. what it was on. But after watching it, I was just like, he is such a fucking asshole. That was my only thought.
0: He's a dick.
1: Yeah. And And I I still...
0: Sorry, go ahead. No, you. I still think that he's fucking homophobic. I agree. Like... And I b- I believe that there's a blind about it because I saw the mention of her name. But I know that he was like a part of the same agency as Ellen. And a lot of the people that were a part of Ellen's, um, a part of the same agency as her, were like doing her show after she was canceled. Yeah. You know, as like a pro bono to their agency. And when she had him on to like explain himself and his like homophobic tweets or whatever it was like of course you're gonna go on fucking ellen you know what i mean like i don't know i just i don't know i think that he's a i kind of think he's a douche to be honest
1: no one i'll never get over is when he got in that really bad car accident but mm-hmm. like switch seats so he wasn't yeah. in the driver's seat yeah i don't think we talk about that enough in society. <laughs>
0: yeah. that yeah that is wild
1: and he didn't get in, no one got in trouble and he also had that cheating scandal. He's had, like, a lot of scandals.
0: Yeah, he had a sex tape, right?
1: Yeah, someone tried, pictures? To, someone tried to sell a sex tape, I believe. But then there were those pictures of him hooking up with that girl in the back of a car. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, I, I learned my lesson again. I'm like, you you just cheat. You cheat. It's a, like, Yeah. I, I cheated again.
0: It's not that deep yeah oh god (laughs) so
1: (laughs) so those are all opinions everything from here on out is alleged and we start our first blind item in 2011 he's the hottest comedian out right now but he's blowing his money by gambling it away and of course (laughs) kevin hart obviously
0: and then we jump to 2014 this d-list reality star who was a reality star because of her a-list mostly movie actor ex-husband was wasted out of her mind over the weekend and started throwing punches at a memorial event for the offspring of this C-list celebrity. She was throwing punches at the C-lister. This is so random. So it's Tori Hart, of course, her ex being Kevin Hart, and she was throwing punches at Tamika Raymond. Okay. Is
1: that Usher's ex-wife? Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Now we have a Kids' Choice Awards blind, and Kids' Choice Awards seems like one of the most fucked up awards out there.
0: (laughs) For sure.
1: At last night's Kids' Choice Awards, this actress from a hit network ensemble show was all over this brand new A-list mostly movie actor who you should just call A-plus list. Even though he has a girlfriend with him, he just left his kids and the girlfriend and spent the night flirting with the network actress phone numbers and lots of kisses were exchanged at the end of the night that's kevin hart with good old leah michelle
0: when i read that i was like what like my jaw unhinged i was like what
1: we must have read that for the leah michelle episode of my brain was just like no
0: Mm -mm, reject (laughs) what's one to do when his hot streak is catching shade from his ex I've never heard the word hot streak used that way. It's no laughing matter when the ex tells your new girl that she ain't really holding nothing down. Is this about last night? And- <laughs> so that's Kevin Hart and-, and Nico and Tori Hart, of course.
1: Now we do have a kindness blind. This B minus list actor who is close to an A list stand up comedian is going to have a big year next year. He might even shoot up to A-list with the movie, which will be opening. On the road is a comedian, though, he stops at a children's hospital in every city to meet with kids and their parents and tell jokes. An hour or two a day, almost every day. That's really cool. And it sounds like he does it without fanfare, which I give him a lot of credit for. I know John Cena actually just broke the Guinness world record for most wishes granted. And he does it without family. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: That's amazing. That's the one thing my mom does always mention about. Cause she tells me shit about Kevin Hartler. I'm not like every day. I'm not joking. Um, <laughs> But she always mentions that he's extremely charitable. And, you know, he takes care of his family. Like he, he's has like a lot of people in his family that he like supports.
1: Oh, um,
0: And he hires all of his like, which I think this is like put like common knowledge now but he hires his childhood best friends for like jobs. Oh, okay. To keep them all employed and like his core group of friends he's had for like a million years and they're all under like the Kevin Hart umbrella of employment, which mm-hmm. is cool. So now in 2015 this feat and this is a people's choice awards uh blind. <laughs> this is really funny. <laughs> This female presenter at last night's People's Choice Awards was annoyed that she didn't get as much attention on stage as she thought she should. There were other people on stage with her, and she kept getting blocked by them. Quote, what was the point of me even being there? She fumed after she got off stage. The audience couldn't even see me. One of the stagehands shrugged and said, you're bigger than them. You should have just moved them out of the way. And that didn't make her feel any better. I wonder why. So that was Kaylee Cuoco being
1: mad at Josh Gad and Kevin Hart. (laughs) Kaylee Cuoco must have some crazy blinds, right?
0: I can't even imagine.
1: (laughs) This A-list comedian who's having a pretty good last 12 months in acting too is tiny in stature. And apparently... That includes everywhere, so he never leads home without some added padding. He, prefer- he prefers to avoid the sock thing and instead uses a fairly large sex toy to give him the size he wants people to think he has. That is the first line I've ever heard of someone, like, <laughs> stuffing their pants.
0: You know... I would say normally that I don't believe it, but he's so such a little egotistical fucker, you know,
1: and he seems
0: deeply insecure to me.
1: He definitely has like those platforms that Nick yeah. Jonas wears,
0: <laughs> the Tom Cruise heels. Yeah, this A-list, mostly movie comic actor who is who is height challenged, tried all night to get his significant other to leave. He finally started having her drink double and triple drinks until she passed out, and he sent her home, all because he wanted to have sex with this random woman that he had met earlier in the night.
1: We're now in 2016, and this is from a British blog, but it does not say which British blog. Which well-known comedian demanded that his ex return all of the letters that he sent her when they broke up, not for sentimental reasons, nor out of spite, but because he wanted to crib them for his memoir? Huh. Hmm. you know he wants to be like i did try and get her back
0: yeah (laughs) here's proof this a-list comic slash a-list mostly movie actor was wasted out of his mind this weekend while performing that is literally the blind (laughs) okay if you read the site you will know that this height challenged a-list actor cheats on his significant other hell it's how he met her however the most recent case was just a a pap agency making a few bucks by using a plant tabloids need to make money and it makes more and more high strength high strength tea to stand out from every other outlet and um that is him hooking up with the a latin singer from miami named monique
1: and those are the tmz pictures that got so that were spotted in the back of the car
0: so they're saying that TMZ
1: planted it? Or someone planted it and Monique was the plant.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: So we're in 2017. Things are about to get even more uncomfortable for this married A-list comic slash actor as another two women are about to come forward to discuss their affairs with the A-lister. And again, I think Kevin did such a good job of being like a family guy and like a funny family man Mm -hmm. that when it came out, he was cheating. Everyone was like, what? Or cheating again, I should say.
0: Yeah. I also just want to say while we're here that um that Zach just texted me that Kanye West updated his profile picture on Instagram to be a picture of Chris Jenner. So Kanye's profile picture is like a glamour shot of Chris <laughs> for no reason. Just wanted to say that.
1: I'm glad that we got breaking news while we record, honestly. I know. <laughs>
0: In public, this A-list comedian slash actor is all love towards his wife. But behind the scenes, he was cleaning up messes and was even faithful for about three weeks. Then he had an opportunity when his wife was getting a spa treatment. So he cheated on her while she was at the spa.
1: But he was was faithful for three whole weeks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and even said nice
1: things. This actor slash comic wants his wife to help him distract from his current situation So he asked her to let him leak some topless or nude photos of her. Apparently she would only do implied nudes and he is back at one of his other houses now because of the blowout fight they had about it. Love how he is blame shifting.
0: And we are now in 2018. This height challenged A-list actors cheating on his wife again. It is with someone he used to hook up with a couple years ago who he thought was much more discreet. And this A-list height-challenged mostly movie actor recently told his wife that he was going out with friends. He did, but then went over to an apartment that he pays for, that he pays for and hooked up with his latest mistress.
1: This height-challenged A-list comic slash actor is scrambling to make sure all of his ghostwriters have NDA signed. Much like that A-plus singer, he likes everyone to think does everything for himself. So that is Kevin Hart, and it's also shading Drake. So does that mean his um like joke writers, do you think
0: right. And also, um, people accuse Drake of not writing his own shit, too,
1: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i yeah. I figured that. do you I mean, come on, yeah, everyone has ghost writers as a Swifty, I'll even. Yes, maybe Taylor has had one or
0: two. Sure. Yeah, I think that that's, you know, and like people make fun of Beyonce for having so many credits on her songs. But like, that's the very reason that she has all those credits is because she gives credit to every person who even had the idea to put a fucking cowbell or something behind it. Like, and that's a big deal, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: This a comic actor took a huge check without telling anyone that he took the huge check from a corporate behemoth to advocate for them in a recent public relations disaster. And that was Kevin being paid by Starbucks. I don't, rem- honestly, Starbucks has so many random PR disasters that I don't remember what it was in 2018.
1: The only thing I can think of is when they changed the cup, like the holiday cup or the Christmas cup to the holiday cup or some shit.
0: It is, that's what it is.
1: That's what it, yeah. It's the cup. Yeah. Like. (laughs) (laughs) This serial cheater is doing what he does best, cheating on his wife. The A-list comic actor hooked up with several different women while recently on tour. And again, that's why I don't get why cheating is so surprising when it comes out. Mm Mm-hmm because
0: especially comics
1: just celebrities in general i mean the try guys i don't know who the fuck they are but apparently they're a big they apparently that's on me not on them (laughs) (laughs) but like i wouldn't even think they'd be faithful i don't know i have no faith in anyone after this podcast
0: well there's definitely a really big um boys club mentality when it comes to male comics that tour and like, you know, they protect each other, you know, like they all, they all cheat and they all look out for each other. And, you know, it's like, it's like, that's why it's like a big deal when they talk about cheating. Like there's a funny video of Bobby Lee on from his, I think he's like, it's from his podcast. And he's like talking about comics cheating and how like he's been like physically threatened. And blackmailed and stuff, because it's a big deal to out a male comic for cheating because they all cheat, and like if one of them is outed, like it's like, "Well, bitch, I know your secrets too like it's a huge no no
1: do you think that's all throughout Hollywood or like comics specifically?
0: I think it's definitely all throughout Hollywood, but I know male comics have like a a like a it's like a fraternity of cheating,
1: wow,
0: yeah. So we're now in 2019 and this is a Mr. X-Blind, so you know it'll be good. He's finally getting called to the carpet. This A-list actor and comic is going to is going on an apology tour for some old remarks that he'd made. He originally wanted to start the tour on that alternate talk show host show because she was one of the first people to defend him. But his PR people are panicking and ordered that he will go on that show hosted by that funny lady or else his career won't recover. He begrudgingly said yes, more proof that the latter host caters to the PR people of her guests. This is what I was talking about earlier. She won't treat him with kid gloves, however. She will probably lecture him about how wrong he was and blah, blah, blah. But will he get his old job back? I don't know. But I'm sure he'll get a knee pads cover because the same conglomerate is in charge of both that magazine and the show that he's going on. This is interesting. So... He wanted to go on Wendy Williams. And he had said that was the only way that I'll be able to rehab my career because Wendy, it would be an honest interview. But his people wanted him to go on Ellen because she would softball the interview. And they're all, like I said, Ellen is, you know, it makes you understand why Ellen's interviews were always so fucking soft because she is the talk show version of knee pads, basically.
1: But also he's coming on off of like a homophobic tweet going on a lesbians talk show. I mean, Mm -hmm. and if she can forgive him, why can't everyone else?
0: Exactly. And we all know that Ellen loves an opportunity to like, you know, not reprimand, but like lecture somebody on her show about being a good person or whatever. That's like, she like gets off on that shit.
1: It's so crazy. I didn't even remember that
0: that he had those tweets to be honest yeah it was a it was a whole fucking thing and him him, like defending it
1: like yeah he doubled down right he did
0: yeah he did and he also admitted to like not um like turning down roles in his life because he would have had to like I think that they offered him the role in Tropic Thunder and he turned it down because the character was gay And he told, he said publicly, like, oh, it was out of my, like, insecurity. I'm like, shut the fuck up.
1: This A-list mostly movie actress is supporting this A-list mostly movie actor in the comments he made that got him removed from a very big television event. I forgot he was supposed to host the Oscars and I got taken Mm -hmm. away from him. Wow. Mm -hmm. And, And the actress, I'm sorry, is Tiffany Haddish. Who just went through her own scandal? How that crazy. did come out. It did come out that there wasn't like enough information or or something. So yeah. So.
0: The reason this a list comic actor wants to keep his social media information private is because he knows it will leak, and everyone will find out just how often he did slash does cheat on his wife. And that was, it says in parentheses, Kevin Hart allegedly refuses to hand over social media info for $7 million lawsuit.
1: I'm sorry, if I'm getting sued for $7 million, you can look at my bank account, you can look at my emails, (laughs) like.
0: Yeah. Well, for Kevin, he's like, that's one movie with The Rock, so I'll just, (laughs) I'll just do part eight of some dumb fucking movie.
1: It's looking more and more like there were some extracurricular activities going on between this married A-list comic and an employee. So that's Kevin Hart after his car crash, because again, there was a girl in the car with them. And immediately I was like, oh, he was like hooking up with her. I think it was his trainer and then a random girl and him and his trainer switched seats. And I was like, oh, (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. They is fucking. This diminutive a list actors people are spinning some kind of nonsense about about how he earned a huge victory in a lawsuit. It just has to be refiled in a different venue. They should probably be worried about how they are going to spin what was really going on in a recent event and how it's going to make him look. And that is oh the sex tape, the sex tape extortion.
1: He's had a lot of scandals, huh?
0: For having such a short career, no pun intended. Um, But I guess his career is, he's been around for a very fucking long time though, I guess.
1: But he didn't blow up. Right. Until maybe like seven or eight years ago, right?
0: I would say so. I, I don't think his, like his blind items picked up around that time for sure.
1: Yeah. A few weeks ago, this pint-sized A-list comedian was declaring victory in a lawsuit. Now it has been refiled in the right place and he's complaining he needs more time. He knows he's going to have to write a painfully big check. And that's when Kevin Hart was begging for more time to respond to sex tape partners lawsuit. And apparently the sex tape partners name was Montia Sabag.
0: this married A-list diminutive comic actor was a total a-hole to almost everyone he encountered on his press tour for his most recent movie unless you are higher on the list than he is or an attractive woman ready to sleep with him he will treat you like crap and let you know that he thinks you are beneath him and that was for Jumanji
1: so we're now in 2020 and this is a blind from blind gossip this performer is best described as a funny actor you know what's not so funny his inability to stay faithful to his wife, any wife. Let us explain the timing. First, let's look at Funny Actor's ex-wife. They created a family and he acted like a devoted husband, even though he was constantly stepping out on her. That divorce took several years. One of his mistresses hung in there during the overlap and was eventually rewarded for her patience with a wedding ring. Now, let's look at Funny Actor's current wife, the ring recipient. They created a family and he acted like a devoted husband even though he was constantly stepping out on her. Current wife is pregnant. Yes, he's still cheating on her. Finally, let's look at funny actor's current girlfriend. Quote, she's hanging in there thinking that history will repeat itself. He has to act like he's being faithful and stay with the wife until after the baby gets here. He can't ditch her now and get right after the birth without looking like a total dick. So it could take a couple years it's okay. His current girlfriend is patient. So yeah. And then um, Blind Item asks, or Blind Gossip asks, do you feel bad for current wife?" But I don't
0: know. Uh, I mean, again, it's, we say this every time we talk about a cheating celebrity. It's like, I don't, I don't get it. I just don't understand. Apparently this foreign-born A-list action movie star, heard some things that the diminutive A-list comic actor had to say about the foreign-born actor. There would have been a war if they worked together. So I guess Kevin Hart talked shit about Jason Statham and Jason heard it? Oh, oh, he and it says that he abruptly exits Kevin Hart movie, The Man from Toronto, just weeks ahead of shooting.
1: So I'm reading a deadline post saying that apparently he stepped out because Sony wanted a PG-13 rating, and he wanted it to be rated R. What?
0: Wait, so Kevin wanted it R?
1: No, Jason wanted it to be rated R, according to oh, Deadline, okay.
0: that and
1: that sense. is what that is what PR said act like happened.
0: Okay, that's like such a silly like <laughs> a silly excuse. <laughs> Come on.
1: I'm only in rated R movies. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, girls, calm down. I know she probably doesn't have a ton of money for legal representation, but when you're suing this pint-sized A-list comic actor, it would help if you sue him in the correct venue. Each time you mess things up, his PR people take that opportunity to say he was victorious. And again, that's about his sex tape lawsuit. And it was dismissed. It was a $60 million lawsuit. Holy shit. $60 Jesus. million? Dollars?
0: To watch Kevin Hart fuck? <laughs> Give me a break.
1: You, If Troy says that, the king of watching every Yeah. Says-
0: <laughs> the news coming out from the streaming service today isn't true. They are just trying to appease the A-list common actor slash comedian. And, um, oh, and that was them saying that Kevin Hurt has the most watched comedy special of the year.
1: Netflix is so shady.
0: The shadiest. We actually honestly could do a whole episode about Netflix because there are so many blind items about Netflix.
1: I know we've teased it. Maybe next week we should do, like, BuzzFeed and Netflix. Yeah, that'd be some fun. Companies. <laughs> In a, this is the final Kevin Hart blind. I am yeah. shocked that he didn't have a bunch more. Um, so we are up to date in 2022. This married A-list comic slash comic actor has been busted cheating before. This past weekend, he tried to keep his cheating private, but was busted by some partygoers when the actor forgot to lock the door. And that was at a 4th uh, of July party. And apparently Neil was there. It just says it in parentheses um yeah Kevin Hart just kind of sounds like he's like a phony
0: yeah like he's just a douche and honestly if there were more blinds we know that they would all just be cheating blinds anyway
1: yeah for sure (laughs)
0: like I I don't know I I I, like I don't feel any different about him now that we've recorded this I still kind of think he's the same person and if anything this just like confirmed it
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And I think his PR people are up, maybe not up there with Selena Gomez. We all know that she's like top tier, but everyone has forgot. I even forgot about his homophobic tweets, you know? Like, he's just so in your face all the time yelling at you. It's hard to like keep track.
0: Yeah. And I will say he's very good at navigating his scandals. Like, he does a really great job of like getting ahead of it, I think.
1: Yeah, so is Kevin Hart rotted?
0: I don't know if I would say he's rotted. He just seems like a little fucker.
1: I'm going to say moldy. I'll say moldy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, yes.
1: I'm I again, I'm shocked he didn't have like a shit ton of blinds.
0: Yeah, I thought that there were going to be more blinds about um cuz he's like he has so many relationships in Hollywood. Like he's friends with so many people like that are prominent in black Hollywood that have a lot of secrets and things you know so i thought it would be more about like his connections to those things but um yeah that was the kevin hart moment
1: do you think him and the rock have kissed on the mouth
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't know why sorry.
0: i'd like to think that then i would <laughs> like him that i would randomly be interested in kevin hart and his
1: career <laughs> Well, guys, thank you for tuning in. Again, there will be some changes, but not really. The only change is adding ads to the podcast. Um, But yeah, that was- we promise
0: to make them fun.
1: Yes, we'll probably make them like blind items. Yes. Yeah. But thank you guys so much for listening, subscribing, leaving us fake reviews.
0: (laughs) Make sure to use the word obsessed in our reviews, you guys, if (laughs) you can give us one.
1: (laughs) And yeah, we'll talk to you. uh, We'll talk to you next week.
0: Bye. Bye.